You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. some special requests to feature baby and children's brands on the podcast, so I knew I had to reach out to Caroline, the owner of Smiling Button. Caroline started this business right out of college without any design experience, just a passion for entrepreneurship and a can-do attitude. We chat about her steps to getting the brand started, how her business has grown, the inspiration for her adorable collection, and what's next. Maybe a mommy and me line? Stay tuned. All right, so I'm here with Caroline. So let's just jump right in. Tell me a little bit about your childhood. What was that like and sort of where did you grow up? So I grew up in Andover, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. And um, I had a really happy childhood. It was filled with family and travel and play. Um, I love, love, loved playtime. I had a dollhouse that I just like decorated just like, it was just beautiful. Um, (laughs) I loved to jump rope. I loved yo-yos. Like I always loved those classic toys. I loved, um, playing dress up. My brother was really into theater. So I feel like it was always, we were always putting on a show. Um, but I just loved just play and fun. And, um, I grew up in a really entrepreneurial family. My family is in the jewelry business. Um, I grew up working in retail my whole life. I started um, probably at like six years old greeting customers in the store and then graduated to the gift wrapping station. And I think by 12, I was selling like David Yerman and Marco Bicicco and all of this beautiful (laughs) jewelry um, because I just grew up in the business and and just always really loved retail and – and I loved the customer experience. I loved talking to the customer, saying, like, you know, who are you buying for? And um, I loved just that whole side of it. So um, I had a, a happy, fun childhood and, and spent a lot of time by the ocean and just had a real, a real happy, fun childhood. Oh my gosh. I love that. That sounds amazing. And you can kind of see that happiness in your brand today, I feel like. Well, thank Um, you. (laughs) So then going off of that, um, it sounds like you kind of always were creating, always playing, kind of had this little entrepreneurial spirit, even at a young age. So did you know um, when you went to study at college, what you wanted to do at that point? Where did you end up going and you know, what did you study? Sure. So um, I think from a young age, I always thought that I was going to go into the jewelry business. It was just sort of like in my veins. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I went to school in Florida. I went to Rollins College in Winter oh Park. Gosh. And I had the best experience in the world. I um, I had a lot of fun and I think I learned something. But, um, <laughs> but I went in with the mentality of – I know that I'm going to do something customer facing and I know that I'm going to do something likely on the retail side of things because I'm passionate about it. Um, And I studied communications. I felt like that gave me the opportunity and would offer me the skills to do whatever I wanted, whether it was going to be going into the jewelry business or, um, you know, whatever other avenue I took. And, um, and always had a real passion for um, for fashion and textiles, and so um, this just sort of happened after college. Um, but uh, but communications just gave me a gateway into 
you know, communicating with the customer and um, mm-hmm. building on the foundation that I felt like I already sort of had from from how I grew up. Definitely. Oh my gosh. First of all, I'm so jealous that you went to school in Winter Park. I love Winter Park it's so much. It's the cutest town ever. It really it is. It really is. Yeah. Um, okay. So you went to school for communications and then how, I guess, did this lead to Smiling Button? Did you work somewhere um, after college in the communications field and then later created Smiling Button? I or... didn't. Okay. Um, I jumped right in. So wow. um, I felt like I felt like if I was going to try and do something on my own, there was no better time to do it than to just jump in and try. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had worked a bunch of like summer jobs growing up and worked in the jewelry store and um, and loved it all. And I just felt like I could do it. I could just do something on my own. And so I did. I thought, you know, if I'm going to fail, I fail but mm-hmm. I'm going to try. And so um, so I jumped right in and, and started making little dresses in the, in the factory in Massachusetts. Oh my gosh. So how do you even start that? I guess a lot of people probably listening are wondering, and I am too, like, did you start making your prototypes yourself? Like, can you sew? I can or absolutely did you... not sew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you would sketch some designs up then, I guess, and so, then send them to a factory? <laughs> if, you, if you've had a chance and anyone listening, if you, if you take a peek at our website, there are, um, like about 12 silhouettes at this point, but we started with five and they were all very, very classic based off of traditional silhouettes. So you'll see a very straight dress based off a tunic called the toonie and um, a sweet little dress that we call the pinny that looks like a pinafore, Um, one called the sundae that's a cap sleeve and you know, a little John John based off what um, John John Kennedy used to wear. And so it was all of these very classic silhouettes. And so we weren't reinventing the wheel as far as the silhouette that we were creating, Mm -hmm. but it was really about creating a dress and, you know, some little boys apparel as well, but really about creating something that had those classic traditional silhouettes, but was bright and playful and modern and washable and not smocked and not dry clean. Um, And so... It was really about focusing on that and so had the silhouettes and knocked on doors at a lot of factories around New England. Um, Mm -hmm. I know there's, you know, all these old mill buildings uh, in Lawrence and Lowell and Fall River, Um, all of these, you know, old buildings that from the outside look like nothing could possibly be happening in there. Um, (laughs) They almost look condemned. And then you knock on the door and there are people sewing inside and whether they're sewing um, pillows or they're sewing, you know, some sort of sleeve for medical supplies. Like there's all different things that are happening in these mills. And so Mm -hmm. I said, I I knocked on the door at one and, you know, none of them have websites. And I said, what do you guys make? And they told (laughs) me, and um, I think they were making like cotton bags for, I don't know, some store at the time, just like just like cotton bags to put things in, um, like not much of anything. And I said, well, do you think you could make a dress? And so I gave them basically a picture and we went from there and they're still my factory today. Um, I mean, I tried probably six or seven different factories around New England and, um, and we're lucky that we're still able to keep it all right here. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love your can do attitude that you just went out there and made it work, made it happen. Well, thank you. I feel like the, you just have to. I mean, if you if you don't try, you never know. Um, yep. And so, you know, we we made a few samples, and um, 
and I felt like I had to get the word out there and things sort of fell into place. I, um, I called around thinking I needed to have a little store for the summer and just get the word out about the brand and mm-hmm. really just get proof of concept and customer feedback. And so I opened a tiny little pop-up shop um, in Nantucket on Old South Wharf and it was oh. like a total little shack. It was the cutest little place. Um, and it was all wood and there was just like hopscotch on the floor and, um, you know, painted it all and did it all with my mom and um, and hung all the dresses at eye level for the kids and was really able to see like, okay, here's what the kids like. They're pulling out this piece and this one has dancing elephants on it or, you know, uh-huh. no one's gravitating towards the neon yellow. That was a bust. So <laughs> I feel like it just really helped me get customer feedback and proof of concept, which was so important in those early days, um, to be able to grow and create new silhouettes. So it was just exciting and fun and, and a great way to build the brand. No, I think that's so smart. And I know a lot of brands do that. And I think people listening um, who are just starting out as a brand or, you know, interested in being a designer and starting their own brand, I think that's a great way to start. And I interviewed um, the ladies from Neely and Chloe Mm -hmm. a few podcasts back, and they kind of did the same thing. They had this pop-up shop, and that's where they kind of got customer feedback to really develop their brand further and launch it really well then. Um, So I think that's, you know, really smart. So then going off of that, I mean, why kids clothing? How I feel like, you know, as a young 20, how old are you when you graduate college? 22, I feel like. 22, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, so why, why did you decide to go the kids clothing route and sort of what was the inspiration? So I actually originally thought I was gonna, going to go into women's resort wear and um, found that it was a super saturated market and mm-hmm. um, I couldn't make what I wanted to make here in the U.S. and it was really important to me to keep things in the U.S. and um, sort of looked at the market and thought, you know what, there's a lot of very adorable resort wear out there. There's a lot of cute children's apparel out there, but there's so much very traditional, smocked, dry clean only just your party dress, just your occasion dress. And then there was at the time like a ton of athleisure coming out for kids and not a whole lot in the middle. So none of the silhouettes that you would see in that dry clean only party dress, but washable and wearable. And I mean, we get feedback all the time that, oh my gosh, my daughter wore this dress five days in a row. I'm so happy I can just wash it. Like it's just, Uh I just saw a gap in the market and I thought that we needed to fill it. No, I think that's so smart. And, you know, especially to be able to pivot like that, if you originally had your heart set on being women's wear in in resort, and then being able to switch like that to see the need um, and the market there is so smart. So how would you describe Smiling Button to someone who hasn't heard of it before? I would say we are a little girl's dress company that designs dresses that are playground durable and dinnertime chic. I would say you know, they're meant to be worn for every occasion, whether you're at the country club, at the playground, um, you know, on a play date, running around on the beach, like whatever it may be, wear the dress for every occasion. I love that. That that first sentence you said was so cute. And I think it really does embody the brand. Um, all right. So each of your pieces includes pockets and a little smiling button detail on them. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, these details and why they're so important and Uh, make them so special? Yes. So the pockets are for collecting treasures. Um, (laughs) 
As a child, I always had like a yo-yo or a kazoo or a jump rope in my pocket. And I felt like it was important for little girls to have pockets and places to keep their things, just like little boys have pockets in their pants and they keep pebbles they find or, you know, whatever it is. I think with little kids, it's so fun to like carry a little something around or something to play with, um, you know, for the kids who aren't on an iPad. And um, (laughs) just like fun to put their hands in. And I think even I like dresses with pockets. It's like someone compliments your dress and you're like, oh, thanks, it has pockets. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's kind of that feeling of just like, it's something extra. It's almost like a little secret. Um, uh-huh. And it's just, it's just fun. Um, so that was the idea behind the pockets. And the patch is there for a few reasons. So the little smiling button patch is on the, um, the bottom right corner of every dress. And um, on the John Johns and on the shorts, it's on the back. And so um, I really wanted two things. One, I wanted something really happy and our logo is a smiley face. It is really happy. And I think, you know, whatever the day brings, whether it's happy or sad or silly or whatever it is, you're always wearing an extra smile, which I think just makes people around you smile. Um, and so there's that. And then the other thing is that I really wanted to create a lifestyle brand. I wanted it to be something that was recognizable. So like Vineyard Vines Whale or the Polo Horse. I wanted people to see a child in smiling button and know that that was a smiling button. Okay. Um, so just building building the brand around it. And then sort of as the patch was already on there and things started to develop, we discovered that it's sort of like a silky material and it feels like the corner of a baby blanket. And so little oh. kids love to rub it because it's comforting. So it was just like a happy little extra something that came out of it. Um, And now we switch them up. Like they used to all be red and now they match the dress sometimes. Um, We get feedback that a lot of little girls love unicorns and glitter and all of that. Um, And so sometimes they're sparkly and glittery. Um, Sometimes, you know, they're hot pink. It's just whatever feels right for the dress. I love that. Extra fun. (laughs) That's so adorable. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about your target market. Like what size range or age range are you designing for? Um, who's wearing your clothes? So I design mostly for little girls um, because it's more fun than designing for little boys, <laughs> honestly. Um, but we design all the way from newborn to 10 years. Okay. And the silhouettes are pretty much the same all the way through. Um, a few of the styles start at baby and go to like six, and a few of them are just that seven to 10 range. Um, but we find that we have a ton of customers who love matching sibling sets, cousin mm-hmm. sets, um, you know, lots of family photos. And so it's really fantastic to be able to dress the newborn baby in the same dress as the six-year-old in the same dress as the 10-year-old. And, you know, a lot of the a lot of the dresses come in multiple silhouettes. And so, you know, maybe it's um, a little seersucker gingham dress and it comes in our little jumpsuit that we call the Flutterall. And then it comes for the bigger girls and then it comes in um, a little double button crossbody for the baby. And so it's coordinating, but not entirely matching, which is really fun. So fun. I do love that. I, I think it's so cute when people do their family photos um, and you see the whole family I sort know, of matching. Really sweet. We love getting those <laughs> pictures. For sure. So you mentioned earlier um, that your products are made in the U.S. So why did you decide to do this? I know sometimes, you know, it might be more expensive designing in the U.S. So why was this sort of important to you from the beginning? 
So I started this at 22 and I had no design background and, um, and I knew that I had to keep things close to home. I knew that I had to be able to have an eye on things and be a part of the process um, and, and learn as I went. This I, I've really learned a lot as, as the brand has grown. And I felt like if things were overseas, I just wouldn't have a grasp of sort of what was going on. Um, uh-huh. And I wanted to be able to keep manufacturing here. I wanted, um, I wanted to do small batch. I wanted... Uh, to keep the jobs here in the U.S. and more specifically in Massachusetts where where the brand has its roots. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I think that's great. And um, it is hard when you go overseas. You can't be as hands-on. And there's a little bit of a delay, I feel like, in communication. So I think, you know, keeping it here is a great idea for lots of people listening who might be interested in developing their own brand or um, designs. Yeah, Absolutely. So you donate a portion um, to some children's charities. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, like what these causes are and um, why it's so important to you then as well? Of course. Um, So philanthropy has always been really important to me. And from the day that we began, I knew that there needed to be a philanthropic component because Mm -hmm. I wanted to create all these beautiful designs for sweet little girls, but I also wanted to be able to do good with that. And so in the beginning, we donated a portion of every single sale of every dress to a charity called Reading is Fundamental, which is a children's literacy charity. And it was one that I was already really familiar with um, from my sorority days. It was one of the charities we worked with. Um, And so being right out of college and already being familiar with it, it was just sort of an obvious one for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But then as time went on and our margins got tighter and, um, you know, it just got more challenging to do every dress, we started to do, um, I started to focus on donating either apparel or funds during natural disasters. And so over the past, I would say three years, we've just focused on, um, on that. So, you know, when the LA fires hit or um, the hurricanes in the Bahamas this past winter, um, or there's been some floods that we've donated to, and, and these kids lose everything. And, um, and so if we're able to send clothing and, um, you know, and give that way, then I feel like, you know, that's the most tangible way that we know that it's going to the child. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we often do that or, um, or we do funds when we can. So it sort of just depends and it, it sort of depends what's happening in the world at the time. Um, I'm sure after this, there will be a lot of a lot of reason to be able to give apparel and yeah. um I'm, I'm excited to do that I I love I love being able to give definitely I think that's you know so smart and a great aspect to any business so who would be your dream child to um wear one of your pieces or maybe even their mom to collaborate with um, it could be a celebrity. It could be someone that's, you know, already dead or someone that's alive, a royal, an influencer, a celebrity, kind of who would be your ultimate dream? This is such a fun question. Okay. <laughs> um, so my dream sort of came true like six months into the business um, yeah. when Beyonce's daughter, Blue Ivy, was spotted getting off a plane wearing Smiling Button. And oh my I gosh was like in total shock and I just like died. It was the coolest thing in the world. Um, So that was pretty unbelievable. Um, And I'm a huge, huge Beyonce fan. So that was very exciting. Um, 
right now maybe Chrissy Teigen like I love yes. I think Luna is like maybe the cutest child in the world uh-huh. um, I love for bloggers Emily Hertz I don't know if you follow Born on Fifth yes she's great she's great um and Caitlin Fisher I just I love their aesthetic I would love to mm-hmm. collaborate with them um trying to think who else oh gray mallon i would like just die if we could yes. do a collaboration with his photography on my dresses that would just be oh my like, gosh the list um who else this is just like i could go on and on do you know the brand? <laughs> it's a fun question that's a fun question do you know the brand cool it's k-u-l-e i don't you should definitely look them up they're like these okay. really fantastic striped shirts and dresses but like a little bit more modern it's like that classic okay. striped shirt um but just to do like a fun striped dress with them would be great um I don't know there's so, so fun. many fun answers to this <laughs> that is so I, all your answers are great and I could see all of you know all of those people all of those collaborations happening so once you put it out in the world then yeah you know, now I'm there, just so. <laughs> exactly so I feel like some people all wonder so how did you get Beyonce's um daughter to where you're close did you send like a PR package or was it something where like she was in a store and just happened to someone um, gifted it to her so I don't don't know if she goes into stores to go shopping um but someone yeah that's true to her (laughs) and I think we just got really lucky honestly um oh my gosh but yeah it was very exciting that's really amazing. Okay, so now switching gears a little bit here, can you talk to us about your design process? Like, where do you come up with new ideas for patterns and um, styles and silhouettes? Where's that all come from? And then kind of how does it go from idea to actually, you know, a a piece of clothing hanging um, in a child's closet? So we focus a lot on customer feedback. Um, I would say each collection, there's always the best sellers in another color. So there's always a gingham in the summer. And whether Mm -hmm. it's like a shade of blue, a shade of pink, this season we have both. Um, There's always a buffalo check for fall. There's always lots of corduroys for winter. So we have our classics, which are, you know, sort of our evergreens. You'll always find them, but with a little variation, um, which is great because kids grow. So if they were a five last year, they need the six this year. Um, Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I think I pick, I pick one fabric that's going to be like the core of the collection. So maybe like for this season, probably the hydrangea dress and, um, and we build around that. So it's like, this is the core. This is what I want the feel to be. I want to Mm -hmm. evoke classic New England. we have hydrangeas, we have lemonades for a lemonade stand, we have um, a dress called By the Sea where it's, you know, lighthouses and um, and sailboats. And then off of that, we did a lobster dress and a little crab dress. And, you know, I think we just sort of build around. You start with one great piece that you feel really good about and love okay. and then build off of that. Um, okay. And then as far as the silhouettes go, We do the same silhouettes each season, which is one of the things that I think our customers really appreciate. It's like, you know that your daughter or your granddaughter or your niece wears our penny style and it fits her well and it looks great and you love it on her. You just order a size up in that or you order a different fabric in that. And so I think... um, I think it makes it easy, especially when you're an online shopper, to know Mm -hmm. that that style works and you just 
keep ordering. Um, so we do that. And then in addition to that, I would say each season we come out with maybe two new silhouettes. And the past year I've focused on these sort of fluttery designs. Um, one is called the flutter. So it's like a very straight dress and then it has a little square neckline and a little bit of like a flutter detail on the sleeve. And then on the sides, the placard comes up kind of high so you can't you know, see into the dress. Um, uh-huh. So that has been just sort of just something that I feel like is popular right now. And we try and focus yeah. on, um, on those very classic silhouettes, but at the same time, you know, it's ever evolving and, and classics are great, but you need to, you need to grow as well. And so the flutter is really fun. And then we have a little, um, an overall set that I mentioned before called the flutter all, which is like a very classic overall, but with a really fun flutter detail. So it's just like, you know, whatever I think would sell, would be fun, would make kids happy. And then, um, and then customer feedback. I do a ton of events. We do a lot of events in store with our customers, um, in our retail partner stores. And, I go in and I listen to them and, you know, they say, my daughter has this one, this one, this one, and this is what I love about it. And I wish this, and you know, if you Uh get enough of, I wish this, then you make it. So, yeah, (laughs) no, that's really smart. So then what's, um, in terms of the design process, I guess, so what are you designing for right now? Like how far in advance are you designing? Um, how long does, you know, an idea, idea take to get to actually in your stores? So it's, it's like a year and a half, which is crazy. Oh, wow. um, so each, like in the summer of 2020, we'll be designing for summer 2021, basically. Okay. Um, because we do a lot of wholesale and sell to a lot of stores, um, the market time frame happens like a full year out. So mm-hmm. um, designing ahead, right now I'm just super focused on the collection that we are launching now. We've launched part of spring uh, part of summer and, um, and I'm just excited to launch the rest of it. It's like these things that I've been looking at for a year and a half now. And finally, um, finally they're out there in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we, we definitely have to look very far ahead in the fashion industry. For sure. So going off of that, um, I'm sure that's a challenge for you. So what are some other, you know, greatest challenges that you face so far with your business? Um, I think, you know, we're chatting right now and, and COVID-19 is, is happening. Um, and Mm -hmm. so, um, that's definitely brought a lot of very unexpected challenges for us. Um, and, you know, store closures, factories closing, fabric mills not delivering. So I think that's been one of the biggest challenges. I think one of the other really big challenges and, um, it's just something that just is right now. Um, but it's really hard as a female entrepreneur to get funded. And I think that, um, I think that there's just like opportunity for, for more conversation there with other female entrepreneurs, because it's, it's definitely a challenge. Mm -hmm. I've heard that before too. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's understandable. So then going, you know, the opposite direction of that, what have been some of your greatest successes? I mean, I'm sure having Beyonce's daughter wear your piece is one of those, but any other ones that you want to talk about? (laughs) I I think some of the greatest successes are, are, well, I guess I would say I'm really proud of the relationships that we've built with our retail partners. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, starting from this little pop-up store in Nantucket 
and we built all these wonderful relationships with all of these small boutiques with, um, you know, which is great. And then Saks and Neiman Marcus and Bergdorf Goodman and J. Crew. I mean, it's, oh it's like a dream to be in those yeah. stores. And even one, you would say like, you know, I would say, oh my God, I'm in, I'm in Saks or, oh my God, I'm uh-huh. in J. Crew. And to be working with all of them and to be able to, to call them brand partners um, is really just an absolute dream come true. Um, I think another success would be, you know, seeing my designs on just like in the wild, um, yeah. as they call it, like that first moment when you are out and about and you're like not in your own little neighborhood bubble and you see mm-hmm. something that you created that someone's just wearing and you don't know them. Um, that's just like a huge moment. Um, yep. and then seeing them on, on different bloggers or, or celebrities like Blue Ivy or, um, Mina Harris's daughters or Gray Mallon's kids, um, who have worn it or, um, Ariel Charnas. Like, I think, you know, those moments are so exciting when you don't pay someone, um, and you, you just, it's just sort of happens. And it's just like yeah. this, this success of, I created something that people love. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. just a really, a great feeling. So I think, um, you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are either entrepreneurs or they want to be entrepreneurs and some of them might be designers. So how did you get those large store accounts like J crew and, um, you know, Neiman's and such, can you talk a little bit about that? Was that really from their buyers then going to shows or was that really from you going and kind of uh, knocking on doors and sending emails and all of that? Any advice on that for people? Yes. Um, just like hustle, um, a lot of <laughs> perseverance. I think yep. that I probably reached out to buyers. Um, I probably, I think I found buyer contact information on LinkedIn, like almost guessing, like, here's the buyer's name, here's the store name. Um, and then, um, and then just reaching out endlessly every time I had a new collection, every time there was just like any news on the brand. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, eventually some of them answered, um, some of them we met at shows, so trade okay. shows are amazing. Um, some of them, you know, just walked up to our booth at a trade show, and I wow. feel like we just got really lucky. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just sort of just staying on top of staying on top of them. They get they get bombarded with emails all the time. So yep. you know, if you sent an email two months ago, you're totally out of sight, out of mind. Um, mm-hmm. So just really just perseverance. Being persistent. Yeah. Yep. Being really persistent. And, um, and if, you know, if you know, you have a great product and you believe that it should be in there, then keep trying because eventually you'll get there. That's great advice. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about what's your least favorite part of your business and what you do. And then your favorite part. Ooh, a lot of favorite parts, Um, (laughs) but least favorite. You started with that. So My least favorite part is probably like dealing with inventory and waiting on samples. I think like that's one of the things that I can't control um, Mm -hmm. myself. And so when you're like waiting on samples and you just like are so excited about new product and it's just not ready. Um, So I think that is probably 
my least favorite part, the most frustrating part for me. Um, my favorite part is definitely photo shoots. I love photo shoots. I think yeah. <laughs> like, I think everyone has fun with those, maybe mm-hmm. less the photographer, but everyone else does. <laughs> um, I, like, I love setting up the shot. We always do it in scenes. So I'll set like 10 different scenes. It's a whole day affair. Um, it's all these like very happy, very cute kids. And you get to bribe them with like ice cream and candy all day. And that's like, <laughs> like, whatever, you got to get the shot. Um, but they're just fun. And we do these like amazing locations. Our last shoot, which is current collection, um, spring uh-huh. summer, we shot in Palm Beach at the Brazilian court and it was oh just my like, gosh. such a fun day. Um, we went from there to the beach and it's just happy. And you almost like, it's the first time you see the designs come to life. Like the kids yeah. who are wearing them sort of bring them to life and it's just fun and, and just happy. I love that. And that really is. I've seen, you know, your lookbooks and your pictures on social media and your website. And they do. They're just, they look so happy. Um, and I could see that the pieces really come to life once you put them actually on a child. Thank you. Okay. So what's um, one piece of advice that you would give to, you know, either an aspiring designer or just an entrepreneur in general? I would say... Um, if you're just starting out and if you have an idea and you really, really believe in something, then go for it. Um, I think just try. If you fail, then you fail, but at least mm-hmm. you can never look back and say you didn't try. Um, and I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. I feel like I hear from customers all the time, like, oh my gosh, I wanted to start a kid's line or, oh my gosh, I you know, had always dreamed of doing this. And I think, you know, Maybe, maybe you could have. Um, and so yeah. I think there's, there's, there never should be a what if mm-hmm. and just go for it. And, and on that note, like I, to anyone who's listening, I love to share my experience. I've learned a lot in the past five years. And if anyone wants to talk about an idea that they have or how to get started, I would be more than happy. You guys can always email me. Um, it's caroline at smilingbutton.com. And I'm always happy to to talk that through. That's so sweet. I think, you know, a lot of people don't know where to start. I'm you know, kind of similar to you, I started my business um, less than a year after I graduated college. And so mm-hmm. that's always been my attitude. And um, same thing when people say, oh, I really want to do this. But like, you know, I don't know if I can because of such and such. And I'm like, just do it. Like, just try. try. Right. And like, you can figure it out. Figure it out as you go. Say yes um, and figure it out later is kind of my motto. Right. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right. So we talked a little bit about some of the inspirations um, for you, but what's the inspiration for, I guess, your current collection that's out right now. And what's your favorite piece in it? I know that's hard. It's like choosing your favorite child, as people say. <laughs> it really but... is hard. Um, <laughs> I think this collection, as with most of my summer collections, is sort of just like an ode to New England. Um, mm-hmm. It's full of sailboats and like lemons and lobsters and crabs and flowers and stripes and all the ginghams are seersucker and the seersuckers are ginghams and um it's it's a really big collection um so it's hard to pick favorites but um I think that the hydrangea is probably my favorite dress from this collection and probably everyone else's favorite it's selling really well um but it's you know it's these pops of purple and blue and little flecks of of green leaf and it's almost like a walking bouquet of hydrangeas which is just amazing um Mm -hmm. and 
I would say it's that one or the By the Sea. So the By the Sea is like a very crisp white background with blue sailboats and seagulls and um, almost like a toile, but in like a coastal print. Um, and I'm a really big sailor. So for me, I feel like this dress is me. It's just like really um, classic New England, you know, summer day. Mm-hmm. No, that's so fun. Those all sound beautiful. So what does preppy mean to you? Because after all, this is the preppy podcast. Of course. <laughs> um, so to me, preppy is a lifestyle. It, it evokes this classic and timeless feel. And it's elegant and it's colorful and, and it's chic when it's done right. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. So another, you know, sort of fun question, what would be your ideal weekend? Like, what would you be doing, I guess, in your spare time um, when you're not working? When I'm not working, I am on the water, either sailing or just on a boat somehow, (laughs) Um, (laughs) or playing tennis, definitely. Um, Yeah, my ideal weekend is on the water and playing tennis and probably a picnic with friends and family and just a barbecue hanging out, um, you know, a bonfire on the beach. I'm, I'm a beach girl. (laughs) Definitely. I love that. All right. Any, um, other brands or small businesses that you love that you'd like to give a shout out to where you think, you know, people listening might want to check out? Sure. Um, I mentioned cool, which is K U L E. Mm -hmm. They're really cute striped shirts. Um, I love Lake pajamas. Yes. Um, for those who love stationery, and I really do, um, Karen Adams, she's out of Tennessee and she makes the prettiest stationery and also her calendars are like amazing. Um, I love Folane. I don't know if you're familiar with Folane beauty products. No. It's like clean beauty. And I live in Boston and there's one on my corner and, um, they've sort of blown up over the past few years, but they have the best clean beauty products. Um, And then we're really focused. We have a little bit for little boys, but we're really a girl's brand. And so I would say Mm -hmm. if you're looking for something really cute for boys, uh, my friends over at Brown Bowen and Company make these like really handsome little boys button downs and pants. Um, She's a new company based out of Carolinas. And um, it's like really good quality, adorable clothing for boys. Ooh, that sounds really cute. I'll have to check them out. Definitely. Okay, so what's next for you and Smiling Button and your business, all of that? Um, the focus right now is to grow our e-commerce business. I think that um, I feel really good about our retail partners. I feel really good about where we're at with wholesale, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll continue to grow that a little bit more organically. But I think this is a really exciting time to focus more on the e-commerce customer. We have a little bit of traction now. I think there's some brand awareness and um, excited to reach more people that we're just not reaching right now. So I would say e-commerce is definitely the focus. Um, mm-hmm. And then beyond that, line extensions. I'm, I would love to be doing more for little boys. I know I said I love designing for <laughs> girls, but there's definitely demand for mm-hmm. more boys' clothing. So things for boys, I would love to get into swimwear. Um, we have questions like every day for uh, for mommy and me. So I'm I was going to ask that actually. Yeah. yeah, everybody <laughs> does. Um, and I'm working on things. They're just not perfect yet. And I, I can't let something out there until I feel like I would wear it. So um, 
so that's definitely coming down the line. So I think there's, you know, a lot of exciting things. It's been, it's been a big year. I mean, we launched with um, a lot of great partners this year. And mm-hmm. obviously, this has been an interesting year as far as the changes. And so um, I'm excited to, to start to reach um, the same audience, but more, more people online. Yeah. No, that's great. All of those things are so exciting. I can't wait for the mommy and me, even though I don't have a kid yet, but I could just buy a mommy piece. I won't even even call it mommy and me. It'll be like (laughs) adult way. I don't even know. I'm not sure yet. But like, exactly. I mean, I'm not a mommy yet either. So I feel like it's got to be something. And I also feel like we have so many grandmothers who buy, so many aunts and uncles. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be something that like anyone can wear, any adult can wear and feel good wearing. And, um, you know, a lot of times people are like, I would wear that dress in my size. And so it can yeah, be things exactly. that, that the kids that we design for kids, but that can just translate really well into women's wear. For sure. I, I love that. I can't wait. All right. So last question here. Can you tell people where they can find you and follow along on all the Smiling Button adventures? Of course. So um, on Instagram, you can follow us at smiling underscore button. Um, and then you can check out our website, which is smilingbutton.com. And if you'd like to use the discount code preppy podcast, um, you definitely can for 20% off. Um, you can find us at Saks, at Neiman Marcus, at Bergdorf Goodman, at J. Crew, um, at many of the Four Seasons resorts when we can all travel again, um, <laughs> including the Disney World Resort. Um, and then at your local children's clothing stores. So um, if you're in South Carolina, Southern Bells, in the Boston area, Mulberry Road, um, on the Cape at Pocket Full of Posies. But if you go on our website, you can put in your zip code um, and it will pull up the boutique that's nearest to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 